0: Look at this. We, we're, this feels like officially official, but I feel like we need a graphic here. Yeah, but, I, we do. We need something. I don't know. Zencaster, you're okay. You're better than Zoom, but I don't know how this is working for me. It's not, um, it's not great. It's not great. It's so, fine. Jeff, speaking of fine, how, how are your financials currently? Because the first thing in our agenda is Jeff is going to be a DoorDash driver. Yeah, this is more of a social experiment than anything else. Um, okay. I like to drive around. I like to... Like just get in the car when you're like annoyed or just whatever, yeah, like in a like weird just kind of like... It's relaxing for me. Go right? go, put on some music that you loved in high school and yeah, go drive exactly. around. Okay, exactly. Yeah. And I like to, I mean, get away from my kids. I love them. Really? But like, it's, you know... I have three and sometimes you just got to get away. So why not do that? Accomplish both of those things, drive around, relax and get away from my kids for, you know, an evening or two a week. That's probably a lot, but an evening maybe, or even do it with my kids. I don't know with my wife. It could be a whole family Wait, excursion. Well, When it's like 13 degrees outside, you can send your kids to actually run it up to the door, right? So you can go be the driver, but then they're the dasher. So the financials are fine. I mean, frankly, financials are fine. I mean, January sucks. Is January not the worst financial month for everybody? I mean, just coming off of Christmas and everybody has a budget of you think you know what you're going to spend and then you end up spending way more. And I don't know if you're like this. I don't know if it's just me and maybe it's bad financing and budgeting or whatever. But I think it's been like, I don't know, it's no joke, five or six years in a row now that I've had like some major expense that comes up in January, like huge car bill or a crazy, you know, surgery that has to happen. Emergency room visits. It always happens in January. I can't take advantage mm-hmm. of, you know, health insurance and having to hit my deductible because it always resets in January. And that's when tragedy strikes once again. Is yeah. that just me? Am I cursed? Do I do something wrong? At the no. Or is that everybody? I don't know about like the medical things, but I think the the budget things when people don't realize how much they actually spent in December because they just start, you know, feeling spendy, want to buy presents for everybody and then look yeah. back and say, holy crap, I just bought a cruise and I'm going on a cruise in February. That's me. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Next, so I'm leaving a week from Saturday on a cruise. And <laughs> it was just because I was lap I saw a TikTok at two o'clock in the morning. And next thing you know, I booked a whole cruise. That's so, awesome. <laughs> Uh, my boss at my real job, because, again, we're we're pre-rich, low-budget show. This is on the side, right? Uh, my boss in my real job booked a cruise. He's going to be the first, second, the second voyage. Is that what we call cruises? Do they go on voyages? Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yelling, the second whatever.
0: voyage on the new, whatever the Royal Caribbean is. I think it's the Royal Caribbean. Mm-hmm. They have the Icon ship. They're starting to show commercials of this. On, like, oh, during it's like their games. new class that's like even bigger. And better yeah. than the well, it's got like the full fledged, not like a water slide. There's like 11 water slides on this thing, it's enormous. I mean, it really looks like a full on amusement park has somehow found oh. its way onto a cruise ship. Oh, yeah. So it was launched on December 9th, 2022. Is yeah, on. so it's like, and so there's like five or six routes that they're gonna go, and my boss is whatever route he's going is like February of next year is when it starts. So it says that it will hold, the maximum capacity will be 7,600 people on this boat. That doesn't sound like a vacation to me. And like, I don't know what all will be included because there's, Wikipedia says that the icon of the seas will be bigger than the Oasis class cruise ship, which is like the next kind of tier below this. And so I don't know what all is going to be there, but it will be the light largest cruise ship in the world. Um, now, it, it feels weird to me because it wasn't very many months ago that we were hearing about like cruise lines and how they were all just dying for money and their ships were just toiling around in the abyss of the ocean because COVID wouldn't let them back on shore. Mm-hmm. And, and now Royal Caribbean has found the money to launch a fleet of enormous so they, country well, ships. Well, they, per, Royal Caribbean purchased the boat in 2016. So there's only like two cruise mm-hmm. ship makers in the entire world. And it's so, weird if, industry. and so if it's like such a, like, if you're talking about niche things where you get paid buco bucks to, to make money doing something that nobody would think about Bu- apparently. Buku. Yeah, buku bucks. Yeah. But it's more fun to say buco because no. it's already stupid because it's French anyway. Oh, so buco, okay. buco sounds more fun. Um, So if you, so if you, you have to purchase it like five or six years in advance, because there's this fat backlog, because there's only like two manufacturers. And so you say, I want to ship this big. And then they say, okay, well go design and make it for you, whatever. So I guess Disney. So I learned about this because we're going on a Disney cruise is the one we're Mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. And, um, and Disney had, they wanted to get another ship, but then the backlog was like so long that they just bought a cruise ship from another cruise line and are remodeling it to disney it because it was going to shave off like four years of their delivery time. Why? so they bought some massive, massive ship, but then that's going to be strictly for like cruises out of Japan and Korea for Disney Asia. It's going to be like. Why don't we start a ship making company? I don't know. It seems I mean, very like, I know capable. Because we don't know how and we don't have any money. But like, why doesn't why doesn't somebody start a shipmaking company to be the third one? I don't know. I guess it's maybe there. Somebody will, but I guess it's just like it's probably one of those things where it's so expensive to get started that, like, if you can't get on and get going, then mm-hmm. what are you gonna do? Right? Like, there's yeah. feels like, like, like uh, Sir like, Jeffrey Bezos needs to crack that market. It's or, like digging a mine and then being like, oh well, crap. There's no gold here. But well, we just yeah, I get five that. I guess it's kind of, To me, it feels more like, I mean, look, once the billionaires decided they wanted to build their little penis rockets that go up to space, they, they got that done really quick. I feel like they could do the same thing with boats. It's true. It I mean, not Maybe wrong. I'm wrong. I don't know. Have you ever been on a cruise? I went on a day cruise. I was in Puerto Rico. and We just went out to like overnight up to some little island. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no. Cruises freak me out, man, because one, I don't like the ocean. I don't like not knowing what's underneath me. Uh, I don't like the, I don't know. I don't like the, the idea of like looking out your window and it's just black, like pitch black. Mm.
1: And I don't like that.
0: I don't like the idea of being confined That like, I mean, COVID is is an example of where like actually came to real life. But I think of like flesh eating bacteria where I'm stuck on a ship with a bunch of nasty mouth breathing sickos. That freaks me out. Uh, So really, like all the things that give me some crazy anxiety, cruises just check every single one of them off. Okay. So no, no, that's a hard pass for me. That is a hard pass for you. That it's a no go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. I've never been on a cruise other than like, we've been like on like a dinner cruise where it's like, you just go on a boat and then you eat dinner and then like, yeah, it, like, like a booze cruise. And, no, not like a booze cruise is when people go for like, you do know, do they go for live. a lot. I only know the, the extent of my booze cruise knowledge is from the office. So, well, it depends. So there's like, there are booze cruises where it's like, I have gone on one of those in Mexico where it's just like, it's a sunset cruise with an open bar. <laughs> And it's like that, but or but when people say like a boost cruise, I think they normally think of like a three night cruise where it's like mm-hmm. you're going to get plastered for three days because a lot of cruise okay. ships have because, so it's like basically it's like going on yeah. to Vegas, basically. yeah, okay, and so, but not like that, but it's so I've never been on an actual cruise, but we're going on this Disney cruise, and it's all I know is that Disney includes. I got unlimited room service. So I will be eating, ordering steak at midnight every night while I'm there because I paid way too much for this trip. And so I'm Mm going to get my money's worth. And, uh, there's also a movie theater. So that's just like playing movies all the time. So I don't, I don't even know how much I'm going to actually do besides just doing there. And hopefully my daughter likes the kids club so we can just go drop her off and then come, pick her up and, oh, and there's like those a other snotty nasty kids. Oh, You'll get sick for sure. At the end of this. I mean, I already get sick anyway. Cause you get well, once they hit preschool, I'm already getting sick anyway. Yeah. But now, now you so, don't know at least preschool, you know, that the, the sickness is confined to your like geographic location. Now you're bringing sicknesses oh, wait, is a, who knows su- anywhere is a super spreader event. Yeah. Um, this is bad. But oh, yeah. today, today is signing day. So there's actual news. And yeah. yesterday, the uh yesterday the schedule was released yes so the let's go through signing day first so you have the list of everybody who signed yeah and you wanted me to say you've said something to put me on the spot and now i don't even remember what it was but it well was here's good. what it is. Sounded really hard. is i'm so tired of talking about these recruits and having the same conversations over and over and over again right Like, if you want to hear about Jackson Bowers and how tall he is and how he's a physical tight end, four-star prospect, you know, list off his offers, I've provided that content for you on 24-7 on Cougarsportsinsider.com. We've provided that content for you on this podcast over the course of, you know, for some of these kids, two years since they committed. Um, there are multiple other outlets where you're going to be able to get that in written, in video, in audio form. You're gonna find all of that. And I'm tired of talking about these kids like that. And frankly, it's all just cliches anyways, right? Like most of the guys that are, are talking about this, like I, I would be willing to bet, I could speak for myself, I've never seen Jackson Bowers play in real life. You know, I watch a huddle tape the same way as anybody else. So it's all just cliches and I'm tired of that. So we're going to do things a little bit different as we go through all of the scholarship players because all due respect to, to preferred walk-ons, Tyler Algier was great. There's lots of great preferred walk-ons over the course of history. We don't really talk about them until they start making an impact on the field. Well, That's and, just the rule. Yeah. And there's no knock on them. No. That the, you know, there, it's no knock on them that they don't do it. It's just like if you are banking, if there's a preferred walk-on that like you're banking of them being a contributor, then, then give them a scholarship. And yeah, why are they not a scholarship guy yeah. and move yeah. the scholarship guy to be the preferred walk-on? Yeah. And so there's – yeah, I mean, okay. So, so here's how we're going to do this. this. We're going to okay, do before, this. Before we jump into this, Okay, uh, just off the top of our head, Yeah. how many of these guys – because we had a big issue last year on signing day. I think still to date it is the most popular article that or newsletter that we had written when I said – and I believe the, the subject of it was – Sorry, Coach Hadley. Stars do matter. Yeah. And uh, and we, one of the things you're telling me there is that, like, of the defensive recruits last year, it was like there were, like, 16 guys in the class. I don't remember what the number was that did not have another FBS offer. They were the glorified walk-ons. How many glorified walk-ons do we have in this class? Um, I like. I think, I guess Matthew uh, Frederick might be one. Yeah, Matthew Frederick. I don't think Pearson Watson. He had. Uh, I think he had low level offers. Like he had FCS, but he didn't have another FBS offer. I, I correct. Think. I think that's true. So two. Two uh, and and I would take both of them. Uh, actually, so Pearson he reports Air Force in Nevada. So okay, and I think Matthew Frederick. I want to say he had Utah State, but maybe I'm making that up. I honestly I don't know if I count Utah State. Fair, this, like, like it's because I feel like they just try to take up the scraps. But they oh, so he reports Frederick reports Army Idaho, which is now FCS. So Army Navy and Nevada, also so so, so technically. Zero then. Are the, the glorified walk on. There are some that maybe BYU could have got as a as a as a preferred walk-on, but the fallacy there being the assumption that Matthew Frederick wouldn't have picked up more offers, right? I think he would have. Yeah. He's enormous. I mean he's, he's he's huge. Um so yeah, none. So we had sixteen or whatever it was last year, and now zero. That's yeah. huge problem. So I guess um Miles Hall. So uh, you state. He had a couple of uh, other ones. So, did Utah state I can to me an offer from Weber is better than Utah state. I, I trust Jay Hill more than who <sighs> I trust. which did you see Utah state they signed like 40 guys. They lost year. like 40 guys. Well yeah because who wants to play for Blake Anderson. He went from seeming like he went from the darling of college football coaching where it's like, Oh man, this dude, his life just kind of sucks so bad. And now it's like, Oh my gosh, they can't get rid of him fast enough. Yeah, what a turn of events. He's kind of dick months. sometimes. Um, so yeah, I mean everyone, they, it definitely raises the floor and it raises the floor and the ceiling. I mean, there's a lot of dudes like it's not, it is not every year that we get a running back like LJ Martin or Aiden Robbins that we get a receiver like Josiah Phillips. So we, let's let's get into what our yeah. what we're doing. Because we're gonna talk about these guys and we'll we'll get into all that stuff. Um here's how we're gonna do this. If you want just the content of, you know, somebody who's gonna talk about this is a guy that, you know, like the, the Mel Kuiper whatever language, like if you want that, there's a hundred thousand other podcasts that, yeah. you, that you can go listen to. So go do that. We are going to break these guys down by giving, uh, comparing them to an applicable TV or movie character. Okay, uh, and I'm going to keep tabs. We're going to identify one, not one each. We are collectively saying this person is blank. I'm going to okay. get us started, and I'm okay. going to say this will be our example, right? Matthew Frederick. I'm going to keep a tab on these. Matthew Frederick. Is Ivan Drago. He is, in every sense of the word, except for the steroids, he is Ivan Drago. He's six foot six. He has a weird little buzz cut. I think he's probably grown out of that. But he had like the weird little like half army flat top, spiky short hair. Uh, he's just the longest human being you're ever going to find in your life. And he looks like if you piss him off, he will rip your arms off. Like, he just looks angry. And I know he speaks English. He's from Salt Lake City. But when I look at his picture, I just assume that he's going to have some sort of a, a, of a Russian accent. You know, maybe, maybe some sort of Eastern Europe accent when he talks. He doesn't, but he sure looks like he should. Matthew Frederick is Ivan Drago. Okay, I look at his picture and it. tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. I'm 100% right. You are 100% right on this. That's how we're breaking these guys down. Okay. BYU signed Drago. And we're going off of the picture that they have on 24-7. Right? Yeah, we can go off the picture. You can go off the things okay. that you know about them, right? Like okay, we know so who some of these my players ne- are. My next one, okay. going off of his 24-7 picture. I'm ready. Ryder Burton is the kid from Spy Kids. He looks just like it. Um... Oh. Is that before your Do you remember the original Spy Kids? Yeah, yeah. Movie? yeah the little, like he was kind of chubby back then. Yes, but the look at I mean go look at Spy Kids. Yeah, look at I'm, I'm uh here. I'm I'm copying an image link for you to put, paste in the chat. So, look at that and then look at this picture of Ryder Burton here. He's Okay. Okay. Um, fun fact, do you know who he's married to now? Uh, it, it's somebody shocking, but I can't remember who. Megan Trainor. That's singer, what it was. Yes. Which, yeah, and she like refers to her spouse as uh, the kid from Spy Kids. So. You know what, though? It's not Ryder a bad Burton comparison Bird? because okay. one, they, they kind of okay. look the same. Look at this picture. Look at that picture from his Wikipedia. It is the same. Oh, yeah. No, I think you're you're on the right track here with the way that they look. And also, <laughs> yeah, I just pulled up the the Ryder Burton picture. Yes. Uh, but also, they're both kind of gadgety. You know, they both are kind of like underrated. Like, you don't expect a kid to, to save the world as a spy. The same way you don't expect a Springville quarterback to be any good. And yet. Yeah, there we go. the, he's out here saving the world. Here we are. Okay, I'm I'm writing that one and down. Reports good are, one. And reports are good so far yeah. in his three weeks that he's been on campus. The kid from Spy Kids. Okay, I got another one. And I don't know his character name. Uh, Last of the Mohicans. Who's, okay. What's the character name that Daniel Day-Lewis plays? He's like the uh, main dude that just like runs run, around killing Abby folks. Bumple. Is that what it? What is it? It says Natty Bumpo. That's his name, but yeah, okay. the, the main, the last of he, the last one. Yeah, so like that main dude that, that Daniel Day Lewis is playing, right? Now, yeah. Celia doesn't look like Daniel Day Lewis in any way, shape, or form. But when I watch Celia Alcera play, I see the scene of whatever his name is. Daniel Day-Lewis, whatever that character's name is that you just told me that I already forgot again. When he's just out there just like wrecking fools in the field. Have you seen Last of the Mohicans? It's old. It's as old as you. Not in a very long time. It's been a while. So there's like the one scene that he's out there. It's like the main like climactic war scene where like they're out in a field and he's just out there wrecking fools. And that's what I see when I see Cialia Sarah. So I got to figure out his name. What did you say his name was? You told me his the name. The character's name was Natty Bumpo. Okay, Natty Bumpo. You got any others for us so far? Because we BYU signed a grand total of uh, 26 players. We've got three characters. We're going to have Dude. to identify these a little quicker. Yeah, we're going to have to. I don't know if this is going to happen all the way. We may all have right. to. I think it has to. <sighs> Well, okay, then this might be our record for the longest episode then. <laughs> That's um, true. Oh. The Ethan, Ethan Thomas look Ethan Thomason looks like Pete's Dragon. Not Pete, but the Dragon. Yes. <laughs> I think his name is Dragon from Pete's Dragon. Yeah, I think he's just yeah, probably the Dragon. And he's about the same size as what a dragon probably is. I mean we we can fire these off pretty quickly. Oh, what the... Oh, they made the, a live-action one. And the live-action one, the freaking Jamie from Yellowstone is in there. He's the worst. Ugh, he would be in a live-action Pete's Dragon. Oh. Okay, Ethan Thomason is the Pete... Maybe we do it this way. You just gut reaction. Uh, Jackson Bowers, who is he? Jackson Bowers, I know... I don't honestly, mind I th- I can, not like a movie character okay but I look at him and he just reminds me of a rhinoceros well I was gonna go with Rambo and so there's some there's some parallels yeah. between okay. a rhino Rambo, and Yes, Rambo. Ram, yeah that's like the that's the same vibe I couldn't think of a person but that was yeah where it's just like uh, still the I mean the best thing that Jackson Bowers has ever said is that he his favorite part of being a tight end is pancaking somebody. And then laughing at them while they get yeah. back up. Yeah. Just a football guy. Knowing that he's going to do it again. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's not very nice that way. He's is not. Yeah. Uh, okay. LJ Martin. Oh, dude, I am so bad at this. I, uh, you are bad at this. Maybe I might... we need to switch because I can come up with these on the spot. You go through okay, the yes. list okay. because I got it. Okay. I don't know so you, characters' names, this but I need what, your You help. came up with this game after we started talking. And well, I well, came up I with I it on the spot. You don't, you know, you don't need preparation. Yeah. What's yeah. uh, what's Will Smith's character's name in Independence Day? Uh, because that's L. The, L. J. Martin, and when you watch L. J. Martin, L. J. Martin play, uh, he just is like always just getting stuff. He, he, no matter what the situation is, there are plays where he's caught from behind by multiple people and somehow he still comes out of it and scores a touchdown. I don't understand how he makes some of the plays that he makes. And that's kind of the the dude from Independence yeah. Day like those aliens had every advantage and Will Smith whatever his name is, he just sort of kept overcoming them. The well except for I mean, he just came out of those plays which is obviously as uh, that one Utah fan said on Twitter that all of the comp it was a low level competition. You it know. was slow and they were lost yeah. out there. You know, the, the, that the low irony level five A Texas ball. The irony of, of some of the comments that come out like that of like, hey, well, that's an FCS transfer. I'd be worried about that. And like, well, okay, Dalton Kincaid is you're putting him on Mount Rushmore and he came from San Diego. Like Utah fans of all fan bases, like all of the legendary Utah players came from nowhere, right? Eric yeah, well, Weddle was a nobody and why Alex Smith was a nobody Alex Smith was that they were all I don't get it I don't get it uh okay yeah. so LJ Martin is the dude from Independence Day that I don't know his name okay uh Josiah Phillips this one's tougher because Josiah Phillips he's kind of long he's kind of he's a super good athlete but yeah. like it's He's he's a basketball player who's still learning how to play the game of football, so he's pretty raw, but he's got all the potential to be very, very good. I'm going to go with Air Bud because Air Bud, yeah. the golden retriever, like he wasn't a natural fit, but once that dog stepped on the court, it was like, whoa, Air Bud is legit. I think that Josiah Phillips is a little Air Bud in him. Okay. The... If we are going through then uh then Jake Retzloff is uh the guy what is his name who is Airbuds owner, who's always uh-huh. playing catch with him. Okay. And actually look at them, it's uh they actually do kind of look a little bit similar. Okay, I'll go with that. Airbuds owner. That works for me. So, we had a pretty good the, roster here so far. It's true. Uh let's see, Miles Hall. Miles Hall's tough. Miles Hall is really tough. You gotta, we gotta get into who Miles Hall is as a person, because like this is why, because you are the one who spends more time talking to high school aged boys than you do anyone else. When you say it like that, but um, (laughs) you're technically (laughs) accurate. Yeah. So I think that's why you can you're better than this because you you are the one who are talking to these dudes for sure years sure and it's i'm like i've watched their film and maybe dm him once yeah and that's That's fair uh miles hall miles hall just does everything and he does it he's kind of like got an attitude when he plays and so when i watch him i think of the longest yard that's what i think but i don't think of you know adam sandler's character i think of nelly's character on the longest yard. The new one, not the original okay. one. So Megat, right? He came in, he was the running back, but he was like just kind of the dude who like he he Adam Sandler was like afraid to talk to him at first. It was a little bit weird, but then he came and he just balled out and nobody kinda of saw it coming. That's uh that's Miles Hall. He's Megat from uh, the longest yard. Minus minus the criminal record. Miles okay. is a very, very nice nice young man. Okay. I I, I could see that Did I need a I was just thinking as you mentioned that that I can't remember the last time I watched that movie. It's how always it on is. Netflix and, and you never think about it. No. It is a classic. It is the king of queens of movies. Yeah. It will never let you down, but nobody talks about it. Yeah, it's true. Okay, next up that we got Jaden Dunlap. Jaden Dunlap is a tough one for me. But he kind of looks like Denzel Washington. In remember the Titans, not Denzel Washington, just in general. But when when Denzel was playing Herman Boone, I get I get vi- I get Herman Boone vibes from Jaden Dunlap, based solely on when I look at him and when I look at Herman Boone side by side. Really quick, I I see there's some attitude there. I, I see the same guy. Okay, so I'm going with Herman Boone. Uh, then we got Simone Davis. His picture on 247, he's got the eye black that he drags uh-huh. down, like all over his face. He's got a headband. I'm he's th- kinda... I was thinking, like, well, his eye black going down. Yeah. So I was thinking uh, Braveheart. He's Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson's okay. got the blue face paint. Yeah. But we're going with the eye black here. Yeah. And it's uh, Simone Davis. He's not uh, super highly recruited, right? Like, he, he's, he's a big. Body, but he comes from a, a smaller place, you know, where <laughs> guys don't normally come from. But <laughs> he he wants to come out and be loud once it gets there. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And you went a different direction than I was going. I I took the eye black, and I was thinking that one kid from Little Giants that just like covers his whole face in eye black. Yours is I better. I don't. I don't remember ever watching Little Giants. Oh my gosh, Garrett! This is the problem. Dude. You need to watch more movies. Oh, dude. I'm sorry. It's I. I'm a, I'm a binge TV watcher. Holy I can't moly. Do okay, Haunga. Easy, easy. He's Rufio. He is Rufio. He's Rufio. He's shifty. He's flying around everywhere. but you watch him play, just does a little bit of everything. Fessi Satake called him Reno Mahé. I think it was Fessy. Maybe it was Harvey. I don't remember which one of them Dude. it was, but one of them compared him to Reno Mahe today. Uh, yeah, Rufio. Seems like a no-brainer. He's no going he, to play receiver, right? Or at least that's the plan, starting out? Uh, they announced him as a running back. I'd heard receiver all along, but they announced him as a running back. He was primarily. So, he was primarily a receiver at Tempe, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I think he's going to probably play running back. But I think they're going to use him kind of like the opposite of how they used Aleva Hifo. Like, Aleva leva was a wide right receiver but got the occasional carry. I think Poké will be a running back who lines up in the slot, if that makes sense. Like, okay. same idea, just different, like, foundation. Got it. Um, who's um, next? Owen Borg looks like somebody from accounting like i don't <laughs> yeah it just looks like unassuming i'm trying to i can't think of which character it specifically would be but he just looks like somebody that would be very serious and just yeah. like almost not not the serious accountants on parks and rec that think everything that ben Wyatt says is funny right but it's just he looks like a saltine cracker. Well, I think he, I think he's Angela. I think he's Angela Martin from The Office is who I think he is. Okay, there we go. But yeah. like early mm-hmm. seasons, Angela. Not like when she turns into a character that's like, they don't talk about her just in The Office, right? Like when she starts yeah. dating the senator and all these other things. But when she's like that rigid, I'm going to follow every rule. I'm going to perform my job well. And she's a very underrated character. Like you take away Angela from the show it doesn't seem like that would impact you, but you take away Angela from that show, and it changes the dynamics of the office. Take away Owen Borg from this class, and it's a very different class. So he may not be the yeah. headliner, but like very critical part of what BYU's done. So yeah, I like Angela Martin there. I think that I can I can get on board with that. Okay. Uh, next we got Talitui Pututau. He's tough, man. He's tough. He's just so big, and he just looks like, just big. And he's wide and strong. Yeah. Like so, for no reason whatsoever, other than when I see somebody who's just the biggest of who he's running around with, I think of the the Hey You Guys" kid from the Goonies. Like that's what yeah. I think of when I like, and maybe it's Hey okay. You Guys, Hey Tui. I don't know what it is, but I, yeah. I think of the Goonies kid. Yeah. So that's where I'm at there. Who do we have next? We you did know, he, we did we already did Matthew Frederick you got Pearson Watson. Uh Roy Hobbs. Roy Hobbs from the natural. Robert Redford's character that is like the farm boy that becomes the baseball player. He's the star of the show, gets Wonder Boy the bat, and he's just the natural, like God given talent, awesome baseball player. If you watch Pearson Watson, you look at his genes. You look at the way he plays; like he's just a natural football player. He's Roy Hobbs. Okay. Uh, this one's going to be the toughest one, I think, that we have. David Tongilano. David Tongilano, I have no idea. I need to. I need to ask you for. We need to skip. We're going to skip Tongilano and come okay. back because I have uh, no clue. David Latu. I am going to say Hercules uh, because our one, his Twitter handle says Perseus. yes is like it's like Perseus Latu 801 or whatever. Yeah. Also um, we need godlike strength on our defensive line because okay. it was just so bad. So we need somebody who is a demigod to come in and save the day. That is something that is not being talked about enough. Like, with these players, these defensive linemen that are coming in to the recruiting class this year, even if they're not, like, you know, Aaron Donald, it's not Haloti Nada that was signed, right? BYU's defensive line was just so
1: bad
0: that you have to, like, with an actual defensive tackles coach and actual players who are talented, albeit maybe not the most talented that is going to have over the next— years, although I do think David Latu is very talented. It's going to be so much different. It's just going to look and feel different. It's going to look and feel like a college defensive line instead of like a bunch of Care Bears trying to tackle people. Well, and I think it, it felt like Care Bears trying to tackle people, but for all of the complaints that there were around the scheme, it was primarily, and I will take this to my grave, that it was like, There's just not enough talent there to like, it was never going to move the needle on the defensive line with the guys that were there. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm right there with you. Uh, There just wasn't enough talent. And so uh, really kudos to the coaching staff for very quickly, right? I mean, it's been six weeks, seven weeks since Jay Hill took this job and he has already like quickly retooled, the interior of the BYU defensive line—that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Uh, last one of the high school guys, uh, I Maunga. Yeah, Secretariat. I know it's a horse, but he like, is a horse. You look at him; he's just, he's just a big dude, just huge. He's so long. His arms are like well, Rajon Rondo you, arms. You look, you look at pictures of him, and I think he's listed at like six three, but yep. then. You see him, and he, he doesn't like. He looks like he should be like six six because his arms are so long, and They're that's so going to do so much for him coming off of the edge. And if he bulks up the interior, like his, he will be able to use his arms so well. Yeah, I agree. So he's just a big giant horse of a man. He's Secretariat, triple crown winner. You know, you can be worse things than Secretariat. Um, the next one, Eddie Heckard. Okay, I'm going to. I'm going to say that Eddie Heckard is the uh, Keenan Thompson's character on the Mighty Ducks, who comes in with the knuckle puck. Ooh! Where he came out of nowhere. Okay. He came from. He came from. You know. He wasn't in a formal thing. He was playing street hockey. Yeah. He didn't. He wasn't in this rigid thing. You know. So he came from an FCS school, and. He came out of nowhere and he can do things that nobody else on the team today currently can do and can okay. step in day one and make an immediate impact. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. That was good. You're on a roll with that one. Uh Paul Miley, do you I mean, do you have two in a row because that was uh, spot on. Two. Very proud of you. Uh I dude, I, don't, I I mean, I could say then if I'll tell you who Paul Miley, Miley is. Neck, well, I was going to say that uh Paul Miley and Wayland Lapuaho can be the Bash brothers then because they like to knock skulls. Uh, I think that that's, I mean, we're kind of going in the same direction, sort of. Um, I, I I look at, okay, I look at Paul Miley and I see The Rock from Fast and the yeah. Furious, right? Because they started Fast and the Furious, the series, without The Rock. And then the rock comes in like midway through, and like totally changes the game. I don't remember his character's name. I really should know this, shouldn't I? It's something Hobbs. Hobbs, right? What is it? Luke Hobbs. So, and then he kind of changes the way that everything's played. And so we could do that. We could say Luke Hobbs and Dominic Toretto, Vin Diesel. That's mm, that's, that's our, our La Boaho there. I mean, are you so, in uh, Hobbs and Shaw? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm good in. with that. All right. Let me, let me write these down. Cause we got to like recant this at the, at the end. Uh, okay. Dominic Toretto for Waylon Labojo. Uh, okay. I got Keaton Slovis that I just want to get out of the way real quick. Uh, John Tucker from John Tucker uh, must die. Must die. <laughs> Not Dude. that I want to kill Keaton Slovis, but like, I think if you ask, a lot of people around the country, namely in West Virginia, they probably don't like Keaton Slovis. He's a good-looking kid. Uh, he was all buttoned up nice, going to church. He looks great. John Tucker. John Tucker. Has that guy been in anything in, like, forever? Wasn't he in Mean Girls? Was he the main dude in Mean Girls? Uh, No. I think No, he, was just he in... wasn't. He was not there, but he was... Yeah, he's... Oh, he's been doing a bunch of like Hallmark movies. Um well that makes sense. Um Okay, so we got Ian Fitzgerald, Jackson Cravens, Isaiah Bognon, Aiden Robbins. That's who we got left. Um okay. Well and then we got Tony Lano that we gotta go back. Do any of those jump out at you? Or are we gonna have to like put some thought into this real quick? Um i got to look at Ian Fitzgerald. He's kind of an under-the-radar guy that we haven't talked about a whole lot. But I think he's really good. I think he's really good. I think he's going to—Daryl Funk made some interesting comments. He said he was going through all of these new like offensive line, and he was going through the new signees today. And and there were some surprising things like Jake Griffin is going to play guard for BYU, not tackle. That was surprising to me. And he was kind of like labeling each position that each kid was going to play. And when he got to to, uh, Ian Fitzgerald, this was the only player that he said, he kind of hesitated. like, He's going to be a, well, he's going to start out at tackle for us. And he left the door wide open to move to guard, almost like, He's planning on moving him to guard, but just didn't want to admit that. That was the only player that he was like hesitant to like pin down what the position was. Ian Fitzgerald, I think that versatility is going to be huge for BYU. Uh, We need to talk more about Ian Fitzgerald. Which, maybe we need to talk more about some of these other characters from like main shows right like we think of saving private ryan and you think of tom hanks you think of matt damon but there's a whole bunch of other supporting characters there that we don't really talk about so who's who's that supporting character Mm. that we need to think about it doesn't have to be saving private ryan it can be any movie yeah um not from saving private ryan but. Uh, is not the main character, but somebody who's there often. I'll say Deacon from King of Ooh, Queens. I like that poll. He's tall. He's got a beard. He's hilarious. He's funny. Yeah. So it's so we're gonna go there. Uh, Jackson Cravens. I'm gonna say Louis Elastic from Remember the Titans, just because okay. that's what his bio picture from uh his bio picture from his Boise State days. It's got that vibe. Yeah, okay, I can I can get on board with that. Uh, I keep going back to David Tangilano that I, I just can't wrap my head around that we haven't like answered this one uh, again. A little giants reference that you apparently don't understand because you've never seen Little Giants. But Icebox, the main girl, it's a girl, but she's like the best football player on the team. I'm going with Icebox uh, for David Tangilano that you don't expect her to be great. Nobody's expecting David Tangilano to be great. But when I watch him play, I love his game. And I think that we could be getting to a point. Like, remember the 2010 class? Bronson Kafusi mm-hmm. was a four-star. We all should have thought that Bronson Kafusi was going to be great. But right. everybody talked about Ross Appo, Jake Heap, Zach Stout. Nobody talked about Bronson. The only guy who made it to the NFL was Bronson. I think David Tangilano is that kind of player that, like, he's going to just, like, at the end of his career, we're going to look back and be like, whoa, we we didn't pay enough attention to to Lanu. So uh, that's that's where I'm going there. He's icebox. Okay. And then the last or the two that we have left Isaiah Bogna and Aiden Robbins. Aiden Robbins is so big. He's going to be the biggest running back. Like Tyler Algier was a big running back, but Robbins is 6'3, and I think he's going to play at like 235. I I really he's the Hercules he's he's okay so he is Hercules it's well is he well we already used Hercules so we can't do that I know uh who were some of the I don't know we got to think about this one or is he like Maui from Moana oh yeah done Maui or he's just massive and magical yeah done done with that that one's easy and then uh, who, Isaiah Bagna, it's whoever is from Canada, is there a TV, any character from any movie that is from Canada, I feel morally obligated to make fun of that entire country. I mean, Ryan is Reynolds star. is, Ryan Reynolds is Canadian. This is true. Maybe he's Deadpool. Isaiah Bogna is, okay. Just as because he's, as he, just he's Canadian. He's an assassin. Yeah, I'm in. Deadpool. Okay. We've got our this roster. This took us way longer than I think either of us expected this would take. Uh, it did, but well, it only took us 30 minutes. If you skip this to this end, I will not blame you. Oh, come on! I'll blame you. Okay, well, maybe a little bit, but not. Uh, so we got so we have Jackson Bowers as Rambo, CLA Sari, Natty Bumpo from Last of the Mohicans, L.J. Martin, Will Smith in Independence Day, Ethan Thomas as Pete's Dragon. Josiah Phillips and Jake Retleff are Airbud and Airbud's owner. Miles Hall is Megat. Jaden Dunlap is Herman Boone. Simone Davis is William Wallace. Uh, Ryder Burton is the kid from Spy Kids. Pokai Haunga is Rufio. Owen Borg is Angela Martin from The Office. Uh, Tali Pututau is. Hey, you guys! From Goonies. From Goonies Matthew Frederick, Yvonne Iv- Drago. Pearson Watson is Roy Hobbs. David uh, Tangilanu is Icebox. David Latu is Hercules. Mote Manga is a horse secretariat. Eddie Heckard is Kenan Thompson, the knuckle puck kid. Uh, we got Luke Hobbs. How do we end up with two characters named Hobbs? Yeah, that's that so is weird. The things. Paul Miley is Luke Hobbs. Ian Fitzgerald, Deacon from King of Queens. Waylon Lapo, is Dominic Slovis. Too. I said Slovis, but so that's yeah, wrong. Oh, you, but, it's uh, but I wrote Slovis. Yeah. Cause I was like, "What? this is a- Dom <laughs> Toretto. So we have Luke Hobbs and Dom Toretto for Miley and Lapuaho. Yeah. Uh, Jackson Craven's Louie Lastic, Keaton Slovis is John Tucker. I hope he doesn't die. Isaiah Bagnell is Deadpool and Aiden Robbins is Maui. It's a good roster. It is a good roster. And I honestly think this is more entertaining than you're giving it credit for. I just maybe it's just my pure embarrassment that I could not come up with all these names. You should be embarrassed by that. So I mean, I don't know. We have another fun game though. If we're getting into the schedule. Okay, in a similar vein to our movie characters. Mm-hmm. You're saying what movie are you watching to get yourself amped yeah for each of the twelve games. The idea being how many right. games let me for how many games are you gonna go to this year? Uh probably one or two. I'm not a game goer anymore. Ah oh, dude you're a boomer like officially wow, it's, it's 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 so many different things. Like one it's hard it's hard to get down there when I have little kids because I don't want to take the kids. Uh, the second thing is between what we do on our Discord server for Give Him Hell Brigham and between all the work that I do on 24-7 Sports during, like before, during, and after games, it ends up being easier for me to stay home. Um, I'm a one-man operation at CSI. So really I need yeah. an intern to do some of the stuff that has to get done during and, and immediately after games. So if anybody wants to come and work for free, my, by all means, let me know. And then I can attend more games in person. So there's that. Yeah. Um, that's true. I'm I'm actually considering getting season tickets this year. Ooh. So I don't know how many games that I will um, – I don't know how many games I will have. Oh, which I was talking about this with a friend of ours and, uh, who is a listener, subscriber of the show. And about who also lives down here. And I realized since we didn't record last week. Yeah, this we didn't, didn't never, happen. No. Well, um, last well, the last week I was totally MIA. It was on the, the Friday before last as uh, my wife's grandfather passed away. And so then I took a whole week off and we we're dealing with that and everything. But we did have, between our last recording and now, we did have our fundraiser oh, uh, yeah. for Victory Recovery. And so it was a great time. Um, we raised enough money to put somebody through their program. So we're going to be paying for somebody to go to rehab. And when that scholarship is awarded, kind of after the show uh after they're done i think we're gonna have them whoever it is that kind of be on here so if you donated uh you will we're gonna have an episode of someone ta- telling their story um and kind of you know saying where they came from and how they ended up where they were at and so you'll be able to feel it would be very tangible of how it made a difference um, but it was great we were sitting there and happened to be there and then uh right after charles barkley walked by our oh. our suite that we had we didn't talk to chuck uh, but we uh, it was a Rod walked by, and I was sitting there like, well, I'm ninety nine percent sure that was either Aaron Broderick or his doppelganger, and he happened to be there, and so that was something that was uh great. This he was down, he was recruiting. So actually, right before going to the game is when he had called uh Drew Cowart to offer him the PWO. I love and Drew Cowart. Dude, Drew's a great kid. I mean, yeah. I've met him a couple times and he, he's a great kid. I mean, it's awesome that he, he gave up a starting job at his old school when they moved to Arizona and they knew that they were, he was going to have to sit behind a senior and that he was only going to get one year to start. And he said, okay, like I'm showing up, like I know I'm showing up late, but I got to do my time. Just a great, great kid. Um, and I think had he had two years to start, he would have. Had multiple FBS offers, um, yeah. but it's just it's hard when you only get one year as a starter as a quarterback, it just doesn't work that way anymore. Um, but he so Arod happened to be there, and one thing that was interesting very interesting he said is that he had uh two, um, he was down there and he, his daughter had a couple soccer games, and so they went down, they did his visiting trips, and then Max asked him, He was like, Hey, why didn't you stop by with? Kelly Papinga, because you know Max had posted a picture that Kelly had stopped by the LA campus, is making his visits, um, you know, going around, and he said, "Oh, I was at my daughter's game," and he said, which is something cool. He said that is something that Kalani is cool with. That he's like other schools that even there's like there's no way that I could ever take and half an afternoon mm-hmm. while on a recruiting trip to go to my daughter's soccer game when she happens to be playing down here. So, yeah, and given and- his resume, I think we can all safely uh, deduce who that other school that wouldn't allow yes. an afternoon yes. to attend a daughter's soccer game is. We don't to name names, but like, Hey, use your creative imagination. It's like just one of those things where it's like, is that one extra visit where you're not even really talking to players? You're going to talk to high school coaches that you talk to all the time already, because you're not only like, you're going to be down there again it's just a weird thing to be hung up about. And it's not like he was, you know, taking time off entirely. It was just like his daughter had like two games on Friday afternoon. And so she, he like did his business on Thursday and Friday morning and then booked his flight home for Sunday. So he could go home after her tournament was over. I don't know. It was very strange, but it was, a, it was an awesome time and hope. And, uh, we, oh I do need to send, uh, some the crew neck that you, uh, the crew sweater that you are wearing. It was, um, Brock, Yep, nice it was Max's partner. So I actually so Max's partner in his uh, recovery center rehab center is actually Daryl Bevel's younger brother. Brock. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, and so Brock weird is connections. A, Football as weird connections. Brock is a former is a former Mesa PD who uh, you know was involved in the drug unit and now is out and helping other people. So it, it's going to be awesome. Um, they're doing a great thing, and so yeah it was a great time. Thank you to everybody who contributed and donated, but we are, yeah, I'm looking at getting season tickets cause I don't know how many games are going to go to, but I want to, I feel like it'll be easier for me to buy season tickets and then sell the games I can't go to and then sit in a good seat for Oklahoma. than it will be for me to buy a ticket to that one Oklahoma game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I think you're right. And that's, I mean, back to your original question, right? Um, How many games am I going to go to? I don't go to a very many, but I do think I will find my way to the Oklahoma game. What I tend to do is like I'll splurge on one game. Usually it's an away game and and maybe two, but this year, you know, maybe, maybe it's that Oklahoma game. Maybe I go to Oklahoma and Texas just because those aren't going to happen again. That might be what I do. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. So inspired by the old series uh, that I used to do on on I think I did it here at Give Them Hell Break for a minute, but also at Cougar Sports Insider, uh, where we would post a recipe uh, inspired by the town, the city, the state that BYU was playing in or against. Right, so right. BYU was playing USF. You cook a you make a Cuban. and I, I did you know crazy stuff, but that was that was the idea. So we're not gonna do food, but same idea here. What movie are you gonna watch? To get you pumped up to play each week or to watch BYU play each week. Sam Houston, uh, I had to Google this. I I assumed it was in Texas, but I had no idea where in Texas it was. Oh, we're going like that specific then. Well, I mean, whatever you want to do. Or we're not just going vibes here. We're going vibes, but like what vibes do you get from Sam Houston? I get none. I had zero vibes, so uh, I was um, searching for it. It'd be like the Lonesome Dove miniseries. I was well, just like yeah, or so so I ended up kind of in the same spot. Hell or High Water, have you seen Hell or High Water? Uh, once Upon a Time. With Chris Pine, with Jeff Bridges. With, yeah. Oh man, it's it such a through. great show about the small town bank robberies. Yep. That's what I'm watching. Hell or high water. I think it's. I think it's on Netflix. It used to be on Netflix. It's on one of the streaming services. If you haven't seen Hell or High Water, go watch it. You will be entertained. So that's that's where I'm at here. I went ahead and uh, filled out some of these for us already. So I, you can look at this list, Garrett. And if you disagree with any of them, by all means, tell me. Okay. Uh, but Southern Utah again. It's another. It's another, you know, I say another FCS game. We've got to break the habit. Sam Houston is not an FCS game. It feels like like an FCS game. I have, you know, it's annoying with 247. So they've, when you look at 247 on their, conference rankings yeah they have not moved us from independent to big 12 and the three acc schools over but if you look at the conference usa rankings they have not only like are all of the acs the six aac schools or the six schools that are leaving to go to the american are still on there but they've already added sam houston and jacksonville state to the conference usa rankings they're not in the fcs rankings so i can tell you i mean the why and i think with your technical background you're going to appreciate it a little bit the way that it was built uh, BYU, it's not done by sport. It's by team. So they can't move BYU to the Big 12 without moving BYU basketball to the Big 12. Mm. And they're not but technically that's... there. And it doesn't really matter as much for BYU as it does for the schools coming from the American where there are still stuff that happens. But it's, with... it's weird, though, that then they... that uh, I know. Sam Houston and Jackson, I guess when they... I don't think have, they have a presence. I, yeah. So it didn't matter. But... But that's so that, what that does make sense. So, so Southern was, Utah is our next one here, though. I went with Thelma and Louise for one reason and one reason only. Uh, they through Southern Utah? <laughs> yeah. they. It was filmed, I mean, not in Cedar City, but it was filmed in Moab. It was filmed at... Uh, close yeah, I mean, sort of, sort of close. It was filmed at... Uh, oh, shoot. Now I can't even remember what it, what it was called. It's in Moab. It's in Canyonlands. Island in the Sky. That's where like the last scene of Thelma and Louise was 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 filmed, it's in Southern Utah. Uh, so Arkansas, that's the next game on the schedule. We've known these three already. I go with Dukes of Hazard. I just get Dukes of Hazard vibes, and and you can watch you know the new one, the remade movie. You can watch the classic you know TV series of Dukes of Hazard. But something about going to Fayetteville, Arkansas, that makes me want to watch a documentary on Walmart or Dukes of Hazard reruns. I there's no other scenario. Those are the two things I'm watching. Some sort of Walmart documentary or Dukes of Hazard. I don't even know where Dukes of Hazard was. Is the setting of Dukes of Hazard is it in Arkansas? Am I making this up? Um, where is Dukes of Hazard? Uh, I know? have no clue. Hazard. It's in, in Hazard County, County, right? But like, is that a real is there place? In Alabama? Where does the? Oh, it might be in Tennessee because like they're. I mean, they are like running moonshine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it is. I don't even know. I, I guess Hazard County is okay. The Georgia Hills is what it says. Okay. So I mean, it's all the same. They're, they're in the App- they're in Appalachia. Kansas was easy. It's Dorothy. I mean, you're not gonna feel fun. You're not gonna want to watch it, but you're gonna have to. Which is kind of yeah. like the game, frankly. This is true. Uh, it's not. Yeah, that is very not wrong. It's um, the Wizard of Oz. He said, "Cincinnati, we're back to the little giant." <laughs> it's the little giant show. It's a football movie that is set in Ohio. It has to be. It has to be. It has I to just, be. I can't. He's have he's you not the... seen it, or have you just not seen it in a long time? I haven't seen it in a long time. I'm going to go watch it. Oh my gosh! No. It's got uh, Ed O'Neill. It's got Rick Moranis in it. I mean, it's a kid show. It's got like big green Sandlot vibes, but football. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Okay, I get that. And then we have TCU. You have the Dude Perfect movie, which is just a documentary. But like, they are Fort Worth. That's what they are now. And they went to Texas A and M, not TCU. But like, they are building a Dude Perfect world now, like a full on Disneyland. Yeah, it's it's gonna be enormous. I, I still don't understand like how they've still just like made trick shots going. So, my hundred million dollar theme park, it's, it's enormous. Like, they are Fort Worth, they are for Fort Worth, what, whatever the magnolia, whatever is in Waco. Like, Dude. they're that big, they're, they're huge. And my kids, my boys especially, are super into it. We watch the new Dude Perfect every other week. They come out with a video, they've evolved so far beyond trick shots that their stuff is like genuinely entertaining. The other thing I like about them is they're uber like serious about their religion. And we went to their Dude Perfect tour. And after the show, so they did the show. And then they said, hey, look, we're going to take a five-minute break. We've got a message we'd love to share with you guys afterwards if you want to stick around. So they went. Uh, It was was the teaching English on the mission. (laughs) It was. (laughs) And, And it was really just about... Faith and Christianity, but just like, hey, have faith, have have your standards, whatever they are, and be bold with your faith and with your belief. And it was like, you know what? For celebrities to like say say it like that and to be just unabashedly Christian, that was so different than what you see nowadays. It was cool. So yeah, dude, perfect movie. Really is just like their story. There's better ones, but like their Fort Worth. When I think of going to Fort Worth, Texas, I think of going to Dude Perfect headquarters okay uh texas tech you have django unchained i was gonna say either this or no country for old men both of them very similar vibes just like action in the middle of nowhere texas and the one reason that i that that django was pushed over the edge for me is that there is just some like backwoods stuff that goes on in that one i don't know if you've seen django but like there's some things that it's like there's westerns and then there's quentin tarantino westerns and to me it's like lubbock is there's cities in texas but then there's lubbock and it's different yeah lubbock sucks yeah uh texas i went with city slickers because i feel like austin texas like i know they're the longhorns and i know that it's texas still but i feel like the city of austin is losing its texas like, yeah. have you been it's, to Austin? It's not, yeah. it's not Texas. It's not it's Dallas. Not no, no it, it's, it's closer bringing, to like Silicon Valley than it is Texas. Dude, James Vanderbeek moved from California to Austin. That's yeah. it, dude. When you got friggin' Dawson from yeah. Dawson's Creek is moving yeah. down there. It ain't Texas anymore. Yeah. So they're city slickers, man. I think Austin is kind of a bunch of Texas posers, even though they've got the horns uh you know you could have done anything with Matthew McConaughey too that like i get that he is texas but like yeah. he doesn't live like a texan anymore so yeah. oh, west virginia i have no idea where joder actually takes place but i feel like his mullet qualifies this to be the perfect movie for west virginia yeah. iowa uh, state makes complete sense if you build it they will come uh, which actually kind of right so after texas and oklahoma leave we will have the biggest stadium in the conference and Iowa state will be number two right behind us. Strange. That's just kind of weird to think about. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma. I don't know, man. When I think of Oklahoma, I I don't know the movie, but like, just like dances with wolves, maybe like any sort of like covered wagon, like the grapes of wrath. (laughs) <laughs> the grapes of wrath. <laughs> except for I'm watching a movie from like 1942. That's I can't do it. <laughs> the, no, no, it's got to be something like it's got. Yeah, it's got to be some like migration right. thing. It, it has to be. So uh, that's where I'm going with Oklahoma, and then with uh, with Oklahoma State. Kind of the same vibe, going back to a western, but I'm going with the remade so the 2016 version of the Magnificent Seven. It's got Chris mm-hmm. Pratt in it. It's got Ethan great Oh maybe with Oklahoma, if we're talking about uh just Cowboys and Western in general. Maybe we should just put Blazing Saddles on here. Oh, Not man. because it's anything related to the University of Oklahoma. No. But just because any reason to watch Blazing Saddles is a good reason to watch Blazing I I think that's fair. Uh, this is life in the Big Twelve Conference, folks. You're going to watch a few more westerns than you would if you were in the Pac-12. Uh, it's a little different. That was one thing that really like stood out to me when the schedule was released. It was like, whoa, like uh, Utah. They're we're, we're trying to pull Utah into the Midwest, right? Like, there's the the Pac Co, the Pacific Coast. There's the West Coast. Nobody thinks of Utah. Like, you don't think of Utah as the West no. Coast. It's west, but you don't think of Utah as the west coast. Nobody thinks of the mountain time zone in its entirety. Nobody. It's so forgotten time zone. So we got to find a home, right? And the Pac 12 has tried to make Utah west coast with Utah, but I don't think it's stuck. And I don't know if Utah is going to be Midwest, but like we're going to spend a lot of time with a lot of flat hills, you know, like low hills and flat plains and in the Midwest. BYU will be traveling to to Kansas, to Texas twice, to West Virginia, to Oklahoma, to Arkansas. It is a different era of BYU football right now. It's very different. It is a different era, but it just seems like so surreal of that this is like finally happening because it was i mean i was on my mission when <laughs> i was in the mtc i'd been in the mtc for like two weeks when the independence move was announced and going and then it was like oh they're going to the whack and i was like oh well whatever no other sports don't matter anyway who cares and then it was like okay then you know football is there then oh they're going to the wcc instead and then it was like you know, then I remember like my dad sending me a news, an article that when the big East invite came and the big East invited like air force and SMU, they invited like <laughs> eight schools. Right. And then there was even like the article too. I remember that at one point mountain West and conference USA had full on agreed to do a merger, Yeah. but then they were like, Oh, they were said, the NCAA said you'll only get one tourney bid guaranteed. And so they, that's why they pulled that off or called that off. And so, all of those things, but it just seems like, you know, this should have happened in 96. It should have happened in 2011. It should have happened in 2016. And now now it's it's 2023. It's finally happened. It is like, it is surreal. And it's here. And not only is it surreal, but it's like, it's stable, right? It's everyone is comfortable with it. I mean, there was the panic when Texas and Oklahoma said they were leaving of like the other eight trying to scramble. And now they're like, you know what, we can go be the outsider somewhere else or we're all actually pretty similar. And I think there's something to be said for maybe not having quite as much money, which, I mean, some of them were petitioning to get into the Pac-12, but then that completely changed, obviously, once USC and UCLA are leaving. But it's like, you know, maybe this one said a little more money, but our priorities are aligned. And I mean, well, you look and, at now at the Pac-12 where it's, they can't get their TV deal done because but, Oregon and Washington were like, well, no, I don't want to bankroll you. Yeah. And the other schools are like, well, I mean, I think Arizona and Arizona state know that they could call, they could text Brett Yormark right now and right. say, Hey, we're in. And the, the press conference would be done tomorrow. Like they would yeah. announce it tomorrow at 9am that they were going. And so in having, which I did think it was hilarious to see that John Wilner, wrote an article and said that uh, the reason that the Pac-12 has not done their media deal yet is because the Big 12 undercut them by agreeing to something sooner. And so, you know, his estimates were that each league could get around $40 million with the Pac-12 getting a little bit more. But since the Big 12 settled for only $32 million a year, then that undercut it because you know now ESPN is going to get two conferences for cheap, and so because the Pac-12 and the Big 12 were not like fighting together, like what they want an alliance, they want to unionize for collective bargaining on their TV rights. I don't know. Well, what the- I've always said, Garrett, that the reason that I'm not a billionaire who started Qualtrics was because that bastard Ryan Smith did it first, and right. that's the reason I'm not a billionaire because like, I was gonna do it the It's a I mean, stupid complaint. And it is it, such a. It, but I think you're right. Uh, I mean, talking about the cultural fit, the alignment, all that stuff. Uh, I mean, in terms of like, what is Utah? It feels more Midwest, right? Like it, it feels this feels like a natural fit. Not Utah. What is the University of Utah? What is the state of Utah? It feels closer to Texas than it does California. It feels closer to Oklahoma than it does Oregon, and. As a result, like I get that it's not geographically closer, it but culturally, it feels like those yeah. states, right? And I think that this move is going to just feel natural. I think going to these states, it's different. I've had to adjust my expectations, right? Like when BYU played Oregon, I, I planned a week-long trip on the Oregon coast, and I also was going to attend the game. I'm not going to plan a week-long trip to Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah. But these game days, it's it's a different atmosphere. It's a different reason to travel. But it does feel like home. And, uh, you know, candidly, BYU could have been invited to the Pac-12. They could have been invited to the Big Ten. It wouldn't have felt like home. It might have been better from a football standpoint and, you know, another league. Who knows? But Big 12 and BYU just feels right. It's been rumored for 25 years. And now it's finally happening, and it just feels natural. So I'm excited about it. And, and it's, you know, we've got, uh, and the number of people too. I mean, there's, we have a growing number of fans. There's a, I mean, tons of people are moving to Texas, but the church is growing massively in Texas. Um, and so there's a, we have a good number of alumni down there that it easy to travel. You got friends down there that you want to go visit. You know, it, it's, it is a good place all around, but it is very different where you are just going specifically to go to the game, get in, get out. That's it versus, you know, where some of the things that we had in independence or it's like, oh, like we're going to go, you know, you're going to go somewhere for a week because you've never been to that part of the country before. You don't know when you're ever going to go to that part of the country again. So you want to kind of stretch it out a little bit. You're not really going to be doing that, right? You're going for the game day atmosphere. You kind of work your way through it. It, You know, I'm sure there'll be some super fan who's going to go to like every game for the next, you know, every game. (laughs) So it's like, you know, to knock out, to go through every, you know, go see us play in every big 12 stadium, which, you know, I'll work my way there. Do one, try to do one a year. Um, but it's, you know, it'll be, I'm excited. It's just, it is very surreal feeling that it's like it is finally here and it's like our, our 40 years in the wilderness have come to an end and we are finally (laughs) coming down from the mountain into the promised land. feels great. I'm pumped about it. Schedule's out. It's awesome. And how many days do we have until Sam Houston? I don't know, a lot. The uh, let's. I'm currently in. Uh, I, September second. Yeah, that's too many. I, I'm currently in off road mode. Like my body goes through cycles, and about June, July is when I start getting the football itch, and I start watching a lot of football videos on YouTube, rewatching games, you know, digging in for every scoop or whatever I can find. Uh, in January, February, I've still got the, the Jeep itch. I'm planning out, like, oh, I got to get back out onto the, the rocks. I got to get back down to Moab. I want to go, you know, to all these different places in Wyoming. I'm in that mode. So right now, all of my YouTube browsing history is, is Jeep trails and, like, Matt's off-road recovery. I'm not the football mode yet, so I haven't thought about how many days are left. It's still too far away to, to think about. It's too far. You're, you're too... You're very seasonal, so you got to go that until at least, you know, until the first week of April when baseball starts, and then you can, you got to get, get your thing going. So Jeff, it has been a fun episode signing day. Our second signing day is here. This class is, I think we're going to look back at this class and this is going to be one of those, a pivotal year. Like this is for the first time in a long time. I see the bodies on the defensive line and think, okay, we have guys who are talented enough to play at this level. Does that mean all of them are going to hit? No. But there is not a single person in this class that I'm like, why did we waste a scholarship on this kid? Yeah. Th- there's like not anybody why? that you look at and you go, there's no chance they hit. Yeah. Everyone, it's like, I don't, you know, some you feel more, you know, are going to be closer to a slam dunk than others. Um, but, you know where you can look at guys like Keaton Slovis, Aiden Robbins, Eddie Heckard. They're gonna walk in and be great from day one, right? You know. And then it's like Ryder Burton, tons of upside. You can see the potential there. L.J. Martin, dude is a Bowers, Sarah, and Martin, all amazing dudes. Josiah Phillips, a great athlete that we kind of got dude that we've always wanted but haven't been able to grab. So it's like the the pieces are there, and you look at him and think, okay, yeah, like this can all be something. And then it really comes out like we are. In this class, you know, I looked and it was most of the, our average rating right now is like an 86.2, which was tied with Kansas for like the worst in the Big 12. But it was eight of the 10 teams of the new Big 12, eight of the new 12 teams, I guess you should say, like their rating was between an 86 and an 87. So it's like you are in the, like, you are in that ballpark of, are you going to have one or two guys that don't end up being a bus that like end up becoming, you know, you found a draft pick and that mm-hmm. you can develop somebody. And so it's, it, it's, this is not the, this is the kind of class that we have to have every year going forward because I look at this class and think, okay, now it's about development. Whereas previous years, it's like there've been names where it's like, how fast can I get this dude off my defensive? <laughs> right. I don't, I, I hope this dude goes on a mission and then we see him pop up at snow or a D2 school and he never sets foot on campus. It, it really has been Hail Marys, right? Like when those Hail Marys are completed, like we all remember, you know, Jim McMahon to Clay Brant, we all remember uh, Tanner Mangum to Mitch Matthews, they're legendary when they hit. But there's a lot of Hail Marys that don't hit. And that's how it's felt over the course of the last several years is you're hoping to convert on a Hail Mary. And when you do, when you hit on Tyler Algier. He becomes legendary, and we will talk about Tyler Algier in, in his place in the record books for years to come. But there were a whole lot of hail marys that fell incomplete before and after Tyler Algier finally, you know, it's, dude, hit. I don't want hail marys. I want to be running mesh over the middle, right. moving the sticks repeatedly and consistently. I want consistency. I don't want Hail Marys where once every five years the stars align. Yep. I'm there. I (laughs) want it. Yep. So until next week, Jeff, give them hell. Give them hell.